In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode men in the arena we We salute you. you we honor you for getting it done in the stress bubble of life men we're in this arena together so get out of the bleachers Get in the arena where we're marred by dust and sweat and blood. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Equipping Men in 10. Today, guys, we're calling you in the arena. We're calling you out of apathy and everything hindering you from being uh, the man that you're called to be. And we're calling you up to a higher level of manhood. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my producer and my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? I'm doing wonderful, Jimmy. Do you uh, have a man law for I do. us today? I do. What is a man without a grill? <laughs> Nothing. Wait, Go hold get on. One. I have to get gold plates on my teeth? Not grills. Well, what? Oh, there's a difference? Yeah, there definitely so is. So you're saying a barbecue grill. You shouldn't even know this. Dude, you should just be quiet. Gosh. So, so okay, so I got a question. It's qu- a fundamental gotta... rule here, bro. If okay, you're a man, I need to barbecue. You should have a grill. You should own one. You know, back in the day, the cavemen, you know, they didn't have their cave wives go out and take something out for them. Uh, you know, they went out and killed the T-Rex, and they cooked it for the entire family. Hey, let me fire. tell you something, so bro. Just saying. You know this, and uh, you know this. Not only do I grill, but I make my own seasoning. <laughs> and I give it to my friends, and it is good. <laughs> and here's my problem, though. And I'm, I'm calling out Lowe's here. I go down to Lowe's, and I buy their gas grills. I spend 300 bucks for a grill that lasts me two, two summers, one summer. Yeah, the gas it's is garbage. great rust. It's garbage. Yeah. And so I've got to get my Santa Real style uh uh, grill. I need to have somebody make me one of those and just go back to my Oakwood barbecue. It takes Oak a little wood, longer. Baby. That's the way to do it's, it. Uh, it is. It's the way to do it. So I like that, man. We should be the ki- And I would add another another man law. We should be killing and then grilling. If you know if I like you, I'm going to put the, the wood in the fire and, and cook over that. If I don't, then you're getting you're just gas. clicking on the gas, baby. Yep, yep. Kiss my gas. Okay, so. Wow. Um, okay. What? This was something wrong there? Uh, how do you kiss gas? Put your lips down there, and you burn them. 
Burn them. <laughs> All right, hey man, let's get in the meat of this podcast. Uh, let's do. I, I want to talk about something really different. I had this epiphany. I had this uh, thought uh, a couple weeks ago, and I want to share this with you. As I've processed Shanna uh, and my relationship with her, you know, we are leaving in two weeks. We are heading. Uh, actually, by the time this podcast is over, you'll loaded. be back. We'll be back. <laughs> but uh, we're heading to Cabo San Lucas. We are celebrating our 25th anniversary, which is a huge milestone because we have had um, a very high-maintenance marriage. There's never been any infidelity or anything huge in our marriage. We are just so similar personality types that we tend to fight quite a bit. In fact, uh, <clears throat> I asked you and I asked my board to uh, help me with my character and to uh, look for blind spots in my life, and three of you guys said uh, the, the way you uh, – and Shanna interact in public. So I've been working on that. Good. It's been going really, really well. But, I mean, I love her. She's my best friend. Makes it and, less and uncomfortable. It does make – well, for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we kind of like it. It's like foreplay. Anyway, but, we, you know, but we, but the way we interact is not healthy sometimes, even though she's my best friend. But I have went back and I thought, okay, I want to go back 25 years and look at the – more than that, 27 years and go through the dating thing and look back. And, and I realized something that we've – I think that we're going to have three phases of our marriage, just like a man goes through three phases of life, right? That arrow fletching that we have as our brand. He comes in as a learner. He transitions into a leader. And if he's done it right, he will leave a legacy. If he's done it wrong, he'll leave a legacy as well. But we want guys to leave a legacy that's positive. In our marriage, we went through three phases. And I just want to share them with you. And if you have some interaction, how long have you been married to Heather? 21 years. This June 20th. And you've been you've been together about twenty seven though, right? How long have you been together as a dating couple all the way through? Yes. Gosh, you guys, you guys are not romantics. Do you know the first date? What day your first date was? Yeah. What was you, was it the day you walked her to fifth grade and let her go into fifth grade class or what? Oh my god! <laughs> was she like eleven? I don't even. Anyway, so back to me and Shanna. Get back to me and Shanna. So anyway, okay, so <laughs> so Shanna and I, the first phase of our marriage. So we're seeing a lot of couples that we know struggle with their marriage between the twenty and twenty five year area because they never did transition through the stages of love and life in their marriage. So I want to do this today to help our guys and our gals listening just be aware. So Shanna and I, our our first phase in our marriage is what I would call our dating, romance, early phases of marriage before kids. So that time in our life when we were dating, uh, we I was uh, 20, 25 and then got married at 26-ish, and then we had our first child when I was 28. So it was a four-year Phase. It's this. The first phase, Dale, is the shortest phase I think in a marriage. It's that dating slash. We're already at six, dude. Okay, here it is, man. And I call this the eros phase. There are three Greek words uh, for love, and eros is erotic love. And so during this phase of our relationship, it was high intensity. There, it was a highly um, sensual. uh, You know, I would work for sex. I'd give back rubs for sex. Sex was always kind of my goal. Uh, She was my lover. She was not my best friend. She was the woman I fell in love with, and that was a very selfish phase in our marriage. And during that phase, we were still learners, just like a man goes through those three phases. So I was learning, what does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a, a man? What does it mean? I, I was still having a lot of direction given to my, by my family, even though I was uh, on my own. I was a learner. I was transitioning. Uh, phase two is when we started having our children, and for the last 23 years we've been in phase two 
Now, what happened with Shanna and I is I had to transfer the love I had for her, this arrow love, had to become something bigger. And I had an experience at a Promise Keepers event where I decided to out-love and out-serve my wife, and I entered phase two, which is called the agape phase. Agape is to have your deepest desire be to have that person that you love be better. It's the, it's to care for them and sacrifice them and that they would be better. They would have the best life. And when I entered that phase, Shanna became an object of my sacrifice and service. And I've done that through the stress bubble. So as guys transition into this stress bubble of life of raising their children, they have to be sacrificial. But so many of the guys that we're seeing and working with are still in the arrows phase or phase one, which is boyish, which is sensual, which is self-centered. And the agape phase, phase two, is self-sacrificing or others-centered. So that has gone on for the last 23 years. Shannon and I are getting ready to enter phase three. The love word for love there, I would call that phileo. Phileo is the Greek word for love that means friendship love, or Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. So Shanna and I have transitioned our relationship, and it is transitioning as we enter this legacy phase. All of our boys are out of the house. Uh, one has a girlfriend. Uh, you know, We've entered this different phase of life where our kids are going to start having children and getting married and doing all that stuff. And uh, in this legacy phase, Shanna and I have become uh, best friends. We do a lot together. We go to coffee together. We hike together. We work out together. We just really like to be around. Last the last three or four nights in a row, I've rubbed her feet with no sex. No, I didn't even ask her for sex. Which twenty five years ago, I would have had a pissy fit if she didn't give me sex rubbing her feet. And so we've entered this third phase. And so as a married couple, we've gone through the arrows phase. We have passed through the agape phase. Now the agape phase will go all throughout my life, right? It's, so I'm still in the agape phase, but now the phileo phase has entered where now she's my friend. Her body is changing. My body is changing. We're getting older. Sex is different now. It's, it's still a physical act, but it's more of a love act. It's more of an act that involves two friends who deeply, deeply care about each other. And uh, so that's the phase. So we're going through these phases of our life. And I just want our guys to know that, man. They need to pass through these three phases. If they get locked in this arrow phase, their marriage will hinder, be hindered. If they get locked in this agape phase, never become a friend, of, pass into the phileo phase, their marriage will really struggle when they enter the empty nest. So I just want to pass that on to you younger guys living in the bubble. Uh, hey, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast, Equipping Men in 10. We are here to equip you to become the best version of the man you're created to be. If you have any questions, go to the Great Hunt for God app under contact us, and you can reach out to us. So we're looking forward to hearing, seeing you or hearing you or something, Dale. What are we looking forward to? Something. Podcast on Review. Thursday. So something's going to happen on Thursday. Be there. Until next time, hey, males are born, but men are made. Be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of The Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book man card series. 
grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening, and good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.